from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joe Zagaki. We're going to bring on another Joe. Longtime Miami radio guy. Used to be the color analyst. Now he's play-by-play for the Miami Hurricanes. Been around since the 80s. He's seen a lot of Miami history. Now it includes Miami basketball history. Plus a little, uh, as you know, Candace, in the Locked On ACC podcast world, put a little respect on the ACC. 100%. You think Coach Laranega is a Hall of Fame coach? Absolutely. Yeah. You take George Mason and Miami, two non-traditional basketball teams, in, in non-traditional in both senses, right? Right. To the Final Four? Mm. He's got, what, 700-some-odd wins, too? Yeah, you're a Hall of Famer at that point. So he doesn't need a national championship, because I had mm. his debate on my show. Well... Here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. Do you view getting to the Final Four as an accomplishment in and of itself? Yes. Then the okay. answer is simple. Because I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Getting to the Final Four is something to be celebrated, period. When right. we talk about coaching resumes, we talk about Final Fours on top mm-hmm. of possible championships. Because winning the whole thing is really, really hard. Yeah. But if you can get some Final Fours, hey, man, you're doing do you, something right. Do you think you should have been ACC Coach of the Year? No. Hmm. No, I still think that what uh, – I mean, if he got votes, and I know he did, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm the same guy who was making arguments for John Shire to get coach of the year votes, and people got mad at me for that. Why? Because people don't want to give Duke any sort of credit. Meanwhile, Tony Bennett's still getting votes for ACC coach of the year when they're doing the same damn thing every year. So I don't get <laughs> getting it. Getting to the tournament and choking? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm the regular season. Are you a cable crusader? A Jeff Cable Crusader? Mm -hmm. I mean, considering we had the man on the program yesterday? Yes. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. It's tough to win at Pitt, Candace. Come on now. (laughs) All right, Hey Joe is brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, oakcitycards.com. First one from Jeff. Hey Joe, $6 billion for the commanders. Overpriced, underpriced, or just right? Just right to me. Yeah, I mean, you are you're worth whatever somebody wants to buy you for at this point, you know. And if they view that the imagine if they were good, seriously, imagine billion, imagine if Daniel Snyder didn't run that organization into the ground, it'd be worth more money as one of the iconic brands out there. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And I also think that being in D.C. is a market where you have multiple sports teams, yes. professional teams, and you just have all the things with the White House and blah, 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 blah. So it's a good sell. Here's the one thing about the valuations, especially when it comes to the NFL and why Michael Jordan is looking to sell or at least reportedly looking to sell or explore the sale of the Charlotte Hornets. The valuations are only going up for these sports properties which then gets to the the next logical part. There's only so many people who can afford these teams. And when you get to those high valuations, it's almost a be careful what you wish for because the people who are buying it, who have made it that amount of money, might not exactly have the best interests in the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we see this with Live Golf and all the money that comes in or who owns some of the English Premier League teams. You start to wonder, well, wait a minute. You didn't get that rich by being altruistic and good and nice. You you did some things along the way to make that money. Yeah. And you're bringing that element in the NFL. Then you wonder why they try to squeeze as much profit as possible. So just right. something to consider. But, yeah, $6, six, six billion sounds about right for that team. 
Next up. I got a proposition for you. From Philip. Hey, Joe, do you think North Carolina will be better without Caleb Love in 23-24? See, there it is, Candace. <laughs> Told you. No, unless Armando Baker finds a jumper. No, I don't. But they can bring somebody in. Who's going to be on the wing? Puff's gone. It's kind of the trick, isn't it? Who is going to be on the wing? Who is going to shoot? Who plays defense? The transfer portal giveth and taketh. Hey, listen. Everybody ain't Brady. That was a. I think that was just a special moment that mm-hmm. people are going to hold on to. They just happy. They got so lucky in that <laughs> tournament in of itself. That game against Baylor where Brady got ejected, like mm-hmm. the, all the things were just messed. They beat UCLA. Like what are we doing here? That was just a happenstance. Armando Bay got supposed to be National Player of the Year. Okay, I guess. Next up. How you doing? From various people asking about Caleb Love joining NC State. Is this a troll question? No, seriously, is that a troll question? You know how many versions of that question I received when I put the call out the last couple of days? Hey, Caleb loved NC State? Caleb, no. He has too much pride in loving UNC to do that. Dontrez, yes. on the other hand, psh, please. Dontrez Styles. <laughs> okay, here's I've That's been like a lock, it feels like. I called that last week. I said, yeah. keep an eye on Dontrez Styles, uh, who announced his transfer last week. I said, it would not surprise me if we got an intra triangle transfer which has not happened in a really long time yeah. i love like I, when I, I love when i brought this out last week i'm like man this place is gonna go nuts when you get one of these things to finally happen and people are like it's happened before i go please tell me when it's happened before oh you don't remember bones mckinney it happened during world war ii <laughs> i was like, who is Bones McKinney? Let me tell exactly. you, Twitter was popping yeah. when that happened back in the 40s. 100%. Man, those telegrams that were sent. <laughs> we're closer to the next round of the 40s right. than we were the 1940s. 100%. We're in the roaring 20s now. That is depressing for a certain subject or certain uh, su- a subset of generational people. Yeah. Okay, when people talk about the 1900s, wait, oh, oh. I see. All right, next up. Whoa. Yeah. From Justin. Hey, Joe, NC State is the top-ranked disc golf team in the country. Why is this being blatantly ignored by local media? Why is the agenda against NC State? Man, you're right. If Carolina had a top disc golf uh, team, then we would absolutely be talking about it nonstop. What is disc golf? It's exactly what it sounds like. You take a Frisbee and you chuck it towards uh, a basket, a chained basket. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's fun. We've we've done it. Mm. There's a video on YouTube on our YouTube channel where we do this. That's where the miniature Jays can come in. Y'all play disc golf <laughs> against each other. Jays and Jays versus Jays and Jays. okay. I'm just I'm here to help y'all. Love it, love it. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to get to the bottom of that with the disc golf team over at NC State uh, being top ranked. I, I, I'd be curious about this. Next up, yeah. Final one from Dimitri. Hey Joe, did Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless ruin or improve sports television? Ah uh, yes, a debate going coming out of the weekend because Dan Lebetard had Stephen A. Smith on his show and then said, <laughs> "I blame you for the current state of sports." discussion on television and thankfully for Stephen a smith he's like you were at espn too hello so don't and you took that money like don't don't start don't act like you weren't partaking in the sports take industrial complex i think that's what's crazy about a lot of these people who get on these high horses that have already taken payouts from these big places like oh it's terrible i'm like well i feel you're not hurting for money yeah essentially what dan lebatard is getting at and what i completely disagree with him on, and i'm a dan lebatard fan is that See, you see what you've done to sports? Well, 
didn't you participate in taking television money? Like, PTI is one of the highest rated shows. Those were two long-standing writers at the Washington Post, and they ditched their medium mm-hmm. because they understood, well, TV money's where it's at right now. Okay. So there's a lot of people. I'm going to say some cuckoo stuff, too, to get the people going. Don't that's, do that, Candy. Why? That's. I bet you you would get 100 calls right now if I dropped a spicy take. Like, that's just the way the nature of the beast. You know what? More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap way are you ready to buy or sell your home the jim allen group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the triangle dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs with the latest insights and expert market knowledge they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible don't wait head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today that's jimallen.com the jim allen group your partner in real estate. Joe Zagaki, longtime South Florida radio man, a Miami Hurricanes legend in my book, joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Because, Joe, I, I remind you of this all the time, but uh, I remember when my dad would listen to Miami Hurricanes football pregame and postgame, you were there. You were the color analyst. And my dad's a football guy through and through as a University of Miami grad. But I find it hilarious because the Hurricanes have been a little iffy on the football side of things. He is all in for this Final Four trip. So it's got to be surreal for you because Miami is a football-first school. But Jim Laranega has done an amazing job, and here they are in the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's taking advantage of Miami being in the ACC, right? And uh, if you can be good in the ACC, you can get into the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. So I think the first thing for him was looking at the University of Miami job, hey, it's in the ACC, and that's where I want to be. It's fun. Of course, as he always says, it's only fun if you win. But, <laughs> you know, he's done a remarkable job, Joe. He doesn't get enough credit for how good of a coach he is. I think people look at him and go, oh, he's 73 years old. There's this tendency always to go, oh, we need the young and up-and-coming guy. He outsmarts everybody. He's just mm-hmm. uh, a brilliant basketball mind. And it's one of the reasons why Miami is where they are in basketball, to your point. Miami, it is funny. I, I tell this to everybody. When the University of Miami starts to win, like in baseball, right? People won't care about baseball. And then you get to the College World Series, and everybody's involved. They have this incredible fan base uh, of football, and they just pile in there they when do. Miami's really good in, in baseball or now in basketball. And that's fine. It's the brand. It's the brand, and it's the University of Miami brand, and that's fine. And so, Joe, about- when so, uh, this is on video, see when yeah. Miami's good in anything, you see the satin jacket. I see you, it. You've seen this thing. When Miami's good in anything, the satin jacket comes out. It's it's okay, been it's been in out. somebody's closet I, I, for years since the '80s, and now they're back, and everybody's throwing up the U. I, I see you, and I'm going <laughs> to hold on. Okay. <laughs> Joe Zagaki joining us here on the OG, uh, long time play by play. What do you got there? What do you? Oh, with the script, 
with yeah. the script. I love it. I yeah, absolutely I love it. I love that satin jacket. But good, it's right? got your name on it and everything. That's personal. <laughs> I love it, Joe. They put my name on it. Um, so there you go. I love that. Yeah. So I, I and I guess that's a that's that's the thing I was kind of getting at. And I was kind of making fun of my dad and uh, you know, he had season tickets forever at the Orange Bowl all the way through Joe Robbie Stadium. He tr he tries to get down there from time to time. But I guess maybe living in North Carolina as long as he has, he actually has gained an appreciation for what Larinaga has done. Uh, the fact that he's got Cuban, uh, some Cuban roots as mm -hmm. well, has helped uh, with that kind of connection. But I guess the, the larger question I would have for you is, you say that people want to go younger, which is strange because Larinaga is as young mentally mm -hmm. As, in terms of adapting to what college basketball is, it's not lost on me that Jim Beheim kind of goes out as an old grumpy man. Jim Laranega is kind of thriving with name, image, and likeness. He's thriving with the transfer portal. Maybe his time at George Mason helps with what he can do at Miami. Maybe it's the non-traditional nature of Miami. But the Hurricanes are very upfront about what they want to do with name, image, and likeness. Uh, football is a little bit more difficult than basketball. Wouldn't you agree? You only really need five guys to make this thing work as opposed to a full roster of 85 guys. And Larinaga is clearly taking advantage of it, and we've seen it work out this year for him with Nigel Pack and uh, Norchad Ormir. Well, you know, I get a little chafe when, I, when the Miami success story goes down the NIL road. Fair. And the reason I do is because what Coach L said last week, which was, well, how come everybody isn't transparent? Duke has NIL. Mm -hmm. North Carolina has NIL, probably getting more than Miami. They have NIL. And not only do they have NIL, they have NIL for five-star guys. It's not like Nigel Pack was, you know, uh, listen, Nigel was at Kansas State. But if you look at who recruited him before that, mm -hmm. he wasn't a five-star McDonald's All-American, right? He's, he, he's a guy that Coach L brought here as a great shooter, and developed him and worked him into a system uh, and adapted his system to Nigel Pack. Nor Chad O'Meara was placed at Arkansas State um, by a guy that was in Miami who uh, knew that Nor Chad was a good player. Nor Chad was a baseball player. They put him at Arkansas State, and the reason they put him there is because Mike Bellotto was the coach who had some Miami roots. Mm -hmm. And so here comes Nor Chad, who also is a different kind of player. It, it, Carolina Duke not going to re recruit Norchad O'Meary six foot seven. He's a tweener for them, but for for Jim Laranega, he's a weapon. And mm -hmm. so I get a little, you know, when I started hearing people try to um, connect Miami's success in basketball to NIL, I just say they're not doing anything different than anyone else has done. They've probably won more games in the last few years than almost anybody in the country. Their record in the last few years. It's like 55 and 17, 55 yeah. and 14. And the reason they're winning is because of Jim Laranega and his ability to find a winning system. A couple of years ago, same guys, Harlan Beverly, Isaiah Wong, uh, prior to that, uh, Sam Warnenberg, those guys, they didn't win because they were hurt. Mm -hmm. Now they're healthy. They were healthy. They won last year with Warnenberg. Charlie Moore came in winning this year with a lot of guys. Anthony Walker's been on the roster for four years. Miami's success, Joe, in basketball is what they need in football. Generally, their juniors and seniors beat Duke's, Duke's uh, beat Duke and Carolina's freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, with NIL or without NIL. Yeah. Joe Zagaki joining us here on the OG.
uh, alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias, and, and Miami's headed to the Final Four in a very crazy Final Four that features FAU as well, which is definitely a, a strange outlier in this case. But they also have a similarity in that they have older guys. There's a little bit yeah. more continuity there. And I actually wanted to focus on that a little bit with the openness of what they're doing um, with name, image, and likeness and the NIL marketplace and everything else. I, I agree with you. Everybody else should be open about it. They're not unique. Um, but that continuity does matter, and this gets back to you can have all the money in the world, you can make whatever it is, but you still want to have that drive. There's a little bit of a, of a hurt that happened last year in the Elite Eight that fed into what's going on here. So how much of, how much of the conversation has taken place since about almost you – know, when, when Carolina gets back there, it's this redemption. When Duke wants to get back there, they want to run it back. That's probably an underappreciated part of this story for Miami is what happened in the Elite Eight and the guys who decided to come back and make this work to get to the mission, to get to the Final Four. Yeah, well, I failed to mention Jordan Miller. Yes. Who's been a key player in all of this. And last year at the Elite Eight, he was in foul trouble. He couldn't play. He had two points. So the other day, one of the graduate assistants said to me before the game, hey, what do you think about today? And I said, Jordan Miller has one of his Jordan Miller games. Seven for nine, nine for 11, Miami's going to win. I don't know that Texas has an answer for him and his skill set. And I said, he had two points last year against Kansas. He's very motivated and very driven. I said, so I want to see how that plays out. I didn't know he was going to throw a perfect game. He went, he went of, full Christian Leitner out there, man. Yeah, 100%. One of, teams, one of the greatest teams of all time. But, <laughs> right. but for him and Wong and Walker and Beverly, guys that have been in this program, who got the tar beat at him a couple years ago to get to the Elite Eight last year and come up short and really led by six at the half and kind of got handcuffed in the second half uh, to get this far. Um, you know, the, the team kind of reflects a little bit Isaiah Wong. He's just like this, you know. You don't Even know if he's 10 yep. or 30. And so I don't think they made it a big deal that, oh, we got to get back to the, We're going to win that Elite Eight because of what happened last year. But when the game was over, I think they made their feelings known that we didn't like going home last season, and that's been something that has driven us all season this year. And they played about the same all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say this, um, to the ACC's credit, if Miami was in the AAC, they would have been 33-3 and and the number one seed also. Yeah. Looking at Houston's body of work, Houston's body of work, if you really look at it, it was not better than Miami's. Well, and we'll close on this. Joe Zagaki joining us, uh, long-time Miami play-by-play. The Isaiah Wong said, I don't know if he was being tongue-in-cheek, maybe he's heard the conversations about the state of the ACC. We, Joe and I certainly discuss it plenty of times here in the Triangle, that this idea that the ACC is down. But Isaiah Wong said, hey, man, <laughs> whether you think it's up or down, these are tough games. And he credited the ACC for having them prepared for this type of thing. I don't know if it's because of the ACC tournament. It's that you're going up against Duke and Miami. you got to go to hostile environments and play well. So I thought that was interesting from Wong, and it gets back to that central point. Just because it's not the right school with the record doesn't mean that the ACC was up or down. Miami's been a consistently good program the last couple of years. Give them the credit they deserve. Why yeah. is it so oh, hard? I don't – I can't – you know, you're in the triangle, so I can't – Yeah, I don't know – if the triangle people embrace Miami's success the last few years. Mm -hmm. I do know this. They respect it. They they okay. respect my when Miami comes to town, fans here know 
out of respect for Jim Laranaga or the respect for the players that have come through in the past, they know it's going to be a tough game every single yeah, time. But I would say this. There's this group of national writers that don't write for newspapers anymore. Mm-hmm. So in order to get their headlines out there, and they, they consider themselves the czars of college basketball. And if it's not the Blue Bloods winning, then somebody can't be good. And these guys have been chirping that for the last two and a half years. And when I see him at a press conference, I really want to walk up to him, Jeff Goodman, and say, um, what do you think now, Matt Norlander? You know, and I just I just feel like if it's if if it's not the great story for them, which is Kansas against Kentucky right. or Kansas and North Carolina, or because Miami is up there battling in the upper echelon of the ACC and Carolina is struggling a little bit this year for a variety of reasons. Oh, the ACC can't be any good. And my response to that would be to any coach out there or to those Raiders. Okay, that's fine. Game on the line. You got to play for all the chips. You want to play Carolina in their state? Doesn't matter. You want to play Carolina? You want to play Duke? You want to play Virginia? You want to play Miami? Because even Carolina down this year, they have great players, good coaching staff, lots of resources. Same for Duke. Same for Miami, same for Virginia, Wake Forest, whoever you want to pick. You, you want to roll the dice against those those teams in the ACC. And I bet you the answer is, oh, I'd like to find someone else to play. <laughs> Joe Zagaki, Miami play-by-play. We appreciate it. Hey, man, have fun in Houston. That's got to be – I mean, you've been part of uh, – you've been part of football national championships. Yeah. And never baseball final, World Series. And a base, but never a Final Four. It's a very, yep. very cool experience. Very, very happy for you to get to have this experience. It's going to be awesome. Have fun this weekend, all right? All right, Joe. Thank you. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.